Hello. Hi. You are tuned into Synchronicity Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to serve, guide, and navigate these crazy waters that we call life together here at Synchronicity. Uh, we are Nicole and Megan. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Where it's always a wild, wild adventure. <laughs> We always talk about what's new in the world, kind of what we're curious about, what we're fearful of, like collecting information and hearing just the world around us and kind of what's going on. So we're in it with you. We talk about a lot of different things. Um, if you are an OG, welcome back. If you are a new person and you haven't listened to us before, make sure that you subscribe so that you get notifications when we decide to uh upload a new podcast because we're both Gemini's so it's never regular so if you subscribe then you'll know when we drop them we're getting better <laughs> yeah, but thanks. welcome and thanks for being here we are so excited to be here today with Rubia she is going to talk to us about Qigong and Tai Chi one two things we are not very adverse in because we are in the world of yoga but Rubia is also in the world of yoga so she's going to be able to give us lots of information and I can't wait to have this conversation with her to share with our audience because she is our first on talking about these two topics which is super exciting um, because they keep coming up so as we are synchronicity we also believe in synchronicities and without further ado Rubia please introduce yourself to our audience. Hi well thank you thanks for having me ladies I'm really happy to be here and share space with you uh, I love that you're both uh, yogis and teachers so I think it's going to be a really um, beautiful and, and um, multifaceted and layered conversation so I'm really looking forward to to chatting with you yeah, <laughs> thanks absolutely yeah, we're, I'm super excited. We were just talking prior to this conversation about energy and like this time of year, things are starting to kind of slow down and um, which is a great connection into the little bit I know about Qigong and Tai Chi is they're about a lot about energy and moving energy within the body. Um, so Ruby, I would love to hear kind of your version of interpretation of kind of giving an overview to our audience about what Tai Chi and Qigong are. Sure. So a uh, little disclaimer, I'm obviously speaking from my own personal experience, right? So it's a lifelong practice, just like yoga, the yogic system is, and they're, they're, they're ancient technologies. No one's reinventing the wheel here. It's really, um, it, it's been, it's been an experience. And so I'm, I'm happy to share that. Uh, and we reach certain points of that that experience at different times. So um, I'm still learning. I'm still practicing. Um, so it's 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 ongoing. But the reason why I started initially is um, through a miscarriage. My after the miscarriage, my yoga practice was aggravating my back to a point where I couldn't even I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk and and anything I did was just aggravating it. But the the moment where I could start walking again, uh, I I found a, um, or not I found, but I went to a Qigong class because the school where I was um, practicing yoga also offered Tai Chi and Qigong. So um, couldn't do yoga in fear that I was going to aggravate it again. And so I started doing Qigong and that was it just built my strength from from a different place than yoga had before. So, um, you know, three months in, I could, you know, stabilize my my pelvis, my spine, strengthen my legs and all of that through through the very specific uh, Qigong movements that uh, we were doing. And then I moved on to Tai Chi. So um, and I kind of never really let it go since so it, it's an energetic experience as you were kind of uh speaking to earlier where you're really meditating on um the the meridians and the energy lines that that we all have in in our bodies similar to nadis and the yogic system but for some reason i never got into into that type of meditation in my yoga practice and i found it uh in a in my Qigong practice. So really meditating on um, 
activating those meridians and creating energy lines that support the the internal system in in that sense um and it's through breath work it's through through uh very very soft and very slow movements which which can be very uncomfortable <laughs> to move slowly <laughs> uh so you know getting past that discomfort and um you know just it it kind of deepens over time and it's still it's still deepening so it it comes back to breath to movement and for qigong i mean there there are many different uh, systems, styles, uh, approaches that that people offer and take and and um, embark on. So they're they're all they're all good. Uh, it's just finding one system or finding the system that that works for you. Um, but it's it's all kind of uh, based on cultivating and. Um, uh, how do I well cultivating our energy force our 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 prana and it, it in a very focused way well and that's you know prana is so important because it is you know it's our life force it's our energy it's chi energy it's um fire it's agony right it's everything in that yogi yogi systems um mm -hmm. but it's funny how they all kind of speak a different language but all say the same thing right <laughs> so um, in Qigong, because I have never practiced Qigong and Megan has never practiced Qigong. And um, would you say it is like relevant if I was to compare it to like a yoga practice, something that's slower moving, like a yin practice or a restorative practice, or would it be a little bit different and you really can't compare the two? Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, a yin, yin is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yin is not an easy practice to to um, embark on, right. just because you're holding the asana for for so long, and it's it's more about opening up, uh, the, you know, the the structural parts of the body, the fascia, and all of that stuff. So that's that's the purpose of of Yin, whereas Qigong is more about developing fluidity in the in the body, uh, as well as opening the body, which is what my 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 experience of yin is is more about opening and and uh, allowing the body to to settle into itself kind of thing whereas qigong is is really about movement so you're really almost like you're you're pushing a brick wall but with water oh wow <laughs> right? okay that's a great visual yeah. i love that mm -hmm. That's all, yeah. So, I mean, and it can be done, right? Or another visual is um, moving through clouds without breaking the cloud. So in the Qigong practice, it's really about balance. Like you're really balancing the breath and the mind and the body. So you're really working all three simultaneously. It's it's a mind body movement, mind body breath or energy matter meaning practice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So okay, so if you were to um, have this conversation, obviously we're having this conversation. Like, who who could benefit from this? Like, what who can learn from these practices, and why should someone do them? Uh, well, I, everyone can benefit from them. I, it's, it's having the willingness to, to want to do it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't pull anybody's hand into class, right? <laughs> you get yourself there for whatever reason. And sometimes it's your doctor saying, you know, you need to go find a yoga class or you need to go do this or else this is what's going to happen. So sometimes that's the case, but, uh, for, you know, settling anxiety and really, um, softening the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems and the nervous system uh and you know we're we're we are a society that is constantly in fight flight or freeze so it's really disengaging that um that part of our systems that are 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 useful but when they're on overdrive we're we're starting to deteriorate our bodies in in a very um serious way so um it, it relieves stress anxiety uh it helps you know 
softening the, the joints and opening up the waist and just keeping it's a fountain it's a fountain of youth really <laughs> so and as I've aged I've noticed how my body has changed and how you do you do you get stiff as you get older it's just the way it is <laughs> and uh, this brings you know softness back into into your body into movement I, I mean I move through the world differently because of these practices so what I'm hearing you say is ideally it teaches people to be fluid instead of so rigid in their life and in their bodies. Correct. Um, so my, I'm like, I'm so curious. So when someone starts a Qigong practice, like, and they are, they found a yoga studio or a studio that does Qigong, how, what, what do you wear? Like, where, what do you, how do you yeah. go about it? Like, That's a good question. you know, cause I understand <laughs> what I wear to a hot yoga class versus a yin class versus a vinyasa. Right. But like, I would not know what to wear to a Qigong class. I would probably wear a hoodie and be really hot. <laughs> um, so, I mean, show up in your pajamas. Oh, if I you love this. Okay, we got to look at a Qigong class. We're going to take one of your classes. <laughs> whatever whatever you're comfortable in. I mean, anything that wouldn't restrict your movement. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, whatever you're comfortable in. Ideally, you're doing Qigong and Tai Chi outside amongst, you know, in a park or where there's trees or or or, or grass. I mean, it's that's not always right. possible for people especially with city living but the 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 practice also develops this um this inner this inner garden this inner park and it's a place you can retreat to you know whenever you want so it's it's creating that visual for yourself and and if possible outside barefoot uh in your pajamas I love <laughs> so the grounding practice because if it's is it traditionally practiced in nature Okay, both are. Yeah. Cool. This is this is I have a question. What like how do you decide which one to go to? So if nobody's practiced this, like is it just whichever one you're drawn to? Or would you recommend trying qigong first or chai tea? Your chai tea, chai tea. (laughs) (laughs) Tai chi. Not not drinking chai tea while doing tai chi. But like which it's been it's been coined, sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> tai Chi and Chai Chi. Uh, so uh, to speak to ta- on the subject of Tai Chi a little bit more. So Tai Chi is 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 a martial art, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually the, the also called the grand ultimate. So mastering your Tai Chi practice is is true mastery of of the art form uh, from a Kung Fu practice, for example, where Kung Fu is is uh, a Yang expression and Tai Chi is the Yin expression. So a lot, of, a lot of martial martial artists will will perfect their their kung fu, um, but become very challenged when perfecting their their tai chi. So, uh, tai chi is is a martial expression of a qigong practice. Okay. Oh, that's so. For those of you that don't know, yin is feminine, yang is masculine, um, and we work a lot in the feminine and masculine. So I love that there's a feminine version of this kung fu yeah because also um it would when you start to practice both you'd be balancing your masculine and feminine energies as well which is really um it, it's good to have a practice that does that because sometimes it's hard to do when you're just like okay how do i balance this but to have right. an outlet that actually encourages one or the other depending on what you're trying to do Right, like knowing that's really good to know. That's really good to know. So- yeah, I mean the the only thing the the thing about that is that one uh, I teach Tai Chi as a Yin practice. Uh, I don't teach it martially, uh, although sometimes I find it relevant to demonstrate the martial application to the movement. But it's not always necessary, and that's you know people don't show up to a Tai Chi class for. To, to learn the art as a martial um, martial expression. So mostly people show up to a Tai Chi class to learn, you know, a different way of moving and balancing their, their energy and, you know, to reduce stress and, and whatnot. So uh, that's primarily uh, why or how I present 
uh, the art form. But uh, every single movement in Tai Chi is is a martial movement. So it's it has a, a very specific purpose. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's really good to know um, because like I think about <clears throat> women right now, you know, we are very, there's a lot of us that are very heavy in our masculine. We own companies or we're high, high up in a company or we work in a very high stressful job. If you're going to something like Tai Chi or Qigong because it's flow and movement, right? It's that feminine. It actually would help with that very aggressive work masculine environment to relax the nervous system to be able to flow again into the feminine. So it's not like you said, yes, you know, you do demonstrate, but it's a great way to look at it as like, what did my day look like? And now what do I need to balance my day and my nervous system so that when I go home, I have, you know, re released the stress of the day and I can be in my feminine at home and be a, a you know, a mother or a partner or whatever it is that you can then show up in that energy, which is a beautiful thing because mm -hmm. so many clients we work with will come to us and say, well, how do I, how do I like take my, you know, masculine off before I get home? And that's a great tool like to use yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, before you go home. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea. No, I mean, I mean, it makes sense because again, it's that battle to be present and mm -hmm. this, you know, because I've, you know, when you've been in a practice for so long, like I've been in a Hatha yoga practice for 15 years. So to shift into trying something new to get out of my comfort zone, because then I have to be super present. That's what's so good about trying something new. So for listeners that haven't ever tried any of this, I really encourage you that this would be a great way to um, really kind of step into the unknown in a, in a safe environment um, and really like be in that present. Because when you uh, when you try something new, it really forces you into being super present and yeah. super conscious. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, that's... Absolutely. When, and my... Uh, my Tai Chi and Qigong practice changed my yoga practice. Uh, yeah. So it it really, yeah, it really did something pretty spectacular. Once I developed my my Qigong um, and my Tai Chi, I started moving through my asanas in a whole different way. Um, more fluid, uh, definitely more... Uh, I don't know if graceful is the right way, but definitely more fluid and 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 with a softer intention because yoga could be approached very um, depending on what what style you're doing, but it's like there's warrior one, two, and three. Like it's a warrior practice, right? right. So it can be a little intense um, at times, depending on which again what you're practicing, but. Uh, softening some of those transitions in 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 yoga or even how you hold uh, an asana to me changed when I started developing my qigong practice well and would you say that qigong and tai chi when you started working with them like because you said like change your asana practice did you was it the the awareness of the body of like the joints and the energy that actually changed moving into yoga where you were then aware of your energy within the asana? Yes, I would. Yeah, I would say, I would definitely say that because yoga is more, there's a little more structure to it. There's a little more sacred geometry going on with the, the skeletal system and uh, adding, adding like the, the, the circular movement that you learn in your, in your Qigong and incorporating that into your, your uh, yoga structure just it it enhances it really it it elevates it just elevated my my yoga practice to to a different level and again that was my experience I'm not saying that's what's going to happen if that's what you do but that it's just been a beautiful experience for me to to discover that along the way right and well, still still do yeah. Right. And I mean, it's, it's what I'm hearing again, is this kind of going back to the masculine and feminine and Megan and I've had this conversation, you know, we're Hatha practitioners, practitioners, mm -hmm. and, you know, Hatha is a very rigid structured, you know, it's 
still between it, it's 26 and two, it's the same thing over and over again. And it's a very rigid practice. So it would make sense that if you could complement it with a Tai Chi or Qigong practice, you're balancing that part of your body. You're bringing in like the, you know, maybe your yoga practice is really building muscle strength. And then your Qigong is your flow and your energy and your flexibility. And you're connecting the two of them together to create this beautiful, like ebb and flow of your, you know, in your health and in your life. And if if we look at it that way, I would say that the qigong is kind of like the um, so that the 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 yoga is the net, and then the 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 qigong is the ball in the net. Okay, okay, that's a great. I mean, that's a great. That's great. Does yeah, that make I can sense? See, I can totally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, qi or a tai chi. So, I know it's tao from tao. Um, principles, right? Can you like go in into depth on that regard of kind of, you know, what are the principles behind it? Uh, you know, yoga has a lot of, they, different branches have different things. Um, so I would love to hear the principles. So, I mean, I'll speak shortly on that because that brings in the subject of the Tao and the Tao is not something that can be explained. And if you can explain the Tao, then it's not the Tao, right? So <laughs> that's like if the you first don't know what the Tao is, please go Google it because we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but um so I'm not going to try and explain the Tao. Uh however if if there's um the 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 clearest translation for uh, for in English would for me was the translation by Stephen Mitchell. Um, I've read a couple of other translations, but that one is the one I, I I go back to. There's that one, and hang on, I have it right in front of me. All right, you can cut this out. Um, by Brian Brown Walker. So this is the other, yeah, the other one that is really a good translation so and i all we can leave that in the show notes i will um leave the titles and, and translations and authors and stuff like that so that following the Tao is basically following nature's law so allowing your that's why it's important to do these practices outside in that you're the deeper you go into your practice you're you're connecting to mother earth you're connecting to to the trees the birds the the wind everything that is a natural element that you are never like you can't separate yourself from nature and that's that's the biggest fault i think of our human human existence is that we're, we've been separating ourselves from from nature and it's biting us in the ass right now but (laughs) (laughs) that's a story for another day uh but the more we talk about these practices and the more we come back to the you know the, the the fact that we are part of nature and back to ourselves you know we those changes can start happening over time and and whatnot but connecting to the earth and to the natural rhythms of you know the the earth and and our cycles and we all have you know circadian rhythms all of our organs are attached to those rhythms so it's tapping into to all of that yeah without again without speaking or trying to define the Tao, which i cannot well yeah no that's um (laughs) well and this is a moving meditation right uh and it's i we were just at a yeah, a meditation retreat. And one of the most profound things that happened to me is we were doing a walking meditation. And I've known that plants and everything were alive, but I had a moment where I could actually feel my energy interacting with them. And it was insane. (laughs) I was like, it was one of those moments where every cell in your body is electrified. And this is why meditation is so important and moving meditation, which is what these are, um, is even more important because it's again it's exactly what you're saying is I had this and it, it this profound moment of like everything is one oh my gosh I'm exchanging energy not just with other humans I'm exchanging energy with the grass with this tree and not only that but like it, I I can actually push my energy into them and they're we're you're communicating with everything 
Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the movie meditations and things, people think that meditation is just like sitting and being still, but when you get into, I mean, I'm telling you, we would live (laughs) so differently if people had had moments like that, because it it forever changed my life. It forever changed my life. Even the way I walk through nature when we go hiking with our dogs and things like that is so different because you know, there's this thought that we're superior, that there's not consciousness or in plants and things like that. And we are so wrong. Uh, it's, it's so unconscious that we think that because, uh, you know, they have just as much of a right to live as we do. And when you really feel that energy exchange, so I really, it's going to be on my list now to practice, um, these in nature, because I think it would really help get into that energy. Uh, I mean, it was such a moment for me. So I really I believe it. What uh, you're yeah. saying because it, <laughs> it, 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 it's we're just so out of touch. We really yeah. are, and we've been taught that that's normal to be out of touch, to overconsume, to over, you know, and and it, it's it's so harmful to us and to the planet because the whole planet's living. Um, and so I think this would be so beneficial for people that are trying to just get back into being connected to something because we're so disconnected, right? We're, we're so connected and then disconnected <laughs> from what's actually important. And that's the loneliness and everything. Because if you can get onto the earth and ground and you can feel the energy, you're never going to feel alone. Um, so I love that we're having this conversation because it's been a big thing for us lately of the connection, feeling connected again you know, mm-hmm. disconnecting and reconnecting into what's actually important and it, getting in touch with the earth um, realigns you very, very quickly and also tells you where you're out of touch. So mm-hmm. have yeah. these kind of practices come into our awareness because I mean, I've, I've heard of them, but this makes me even more um, pushed to actually try them because yoga is great, but I want something where I'm connecting to the earth because it's, it's just, it's important. It's It's really important in ways that I can't even express in words of we're missing a whole part of the human experience. And that's Mm -hmm. why ancient practices are starting to come back into everybody's awareness because we are destroying ourselves. And these are the things that are going to bring us back into alignment into harmony and yeah we have to we have to go i mean you know the, the there's always the micro and the macro and so the the macro is is the, you know we're in the phase of the kali yuga which is which is part of you know self-destruction that's just where we are and we don't need to start talking about that topic but it's it's the it's to to you have to go through to get to the other side. So we're we're going through the birth canal and we're still in it. Humanity is still in it for, for a very long time. So, I mean, I study astrology as well. So from an astrological point of view, you just look at the sky and you're like, ah, you know, it's such, it's a blip. <laughs> and it's so funny because, so I have a, I have a lot, Megan's an astrologist as well. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of Gemini placements with this full moon in Gemini. And like earlier today, I was like, I am exhausted. I am cranky. Yeah. I am moody. And she's like, yeah, well just embrace it. We just breathe through it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's kind of like the Pluto return. Like we're just breathing through it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's, that's real. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. And what an interesting time to be alive, isn't it though? Right? That's what oh, we see. Say. See, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is, this is insane. Right. I mean, so many people are like, it's horrible. And the I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we're essentially living through the fall of Rome. It's fine. <laughs> but a lot of us are going to be here. My, my astrology mentor calls Pluto returns the fall of Rome because Rome fell during yeah. years. And she's like, yeah, it's happening to America. Just embrace yeah. it. But guess what? We get to be for the resurrection too. Like we get to be here through the, like what she's calling the, well, a lot of people, not just her, the new earth, like the birth of a whole new 
reality because there's so many systems like the entire patriarchal system of like do do coming go, go, go. It's, like, it's falling before our eyes nap i want to like yeah. i'm a projector this is so hard for me and i grew up being called like lazy and da, 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 but things would just happen for me because i'm a projector so if i'm in alignment things just fall into place and people are like you don't do anything and it just happens i'm like yeah but i have to wait for an invite like this is terrible yeah. um but to just B, I've found things where I get into my flow and things like this are so important because if you are not in your flow, if you are not in alignment, this is when life gets hard Yeah, because we fight it. And when we're just flowing and we're in that feminine energy of attracting what we want and we're in unison with the world around us, like this is the new earth that we're birthing. And I love being an astrologer because we get to see it, right? We're aware of what everybody else is like running around screaming. We're like, it's fine. This <laughs> happens every 200 years. No big deal. Just breathe. It was like the Scorpio <laughs> eclipse in freaking October. I was coming out of my skin and I'm like, okay, Scorpio placements. Like everybody that's around me, just be aware that I'm crazy. Like for the next two weeks, nobody mess with me. And then Mars went into retrograde, which is my ruling planet. So, you know. Everything is good. Are you both Gemini's or Virgo Gemini? So Nicole, Nicole's a um, Virgo Cancer Scorpio. She's a, a Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon at zero degrees though, so pivotal. And then <laughs> Virgo Ascendant. Virgo Ascendant. Gemini Midheaven. And Gem, yeah, Gemini Midheaven. So she's the momager. She's like, but she's. <laughs> that's I mean, a lot of Mercury. Yeah, that's a lot, yeah. Of Mercury. a lot of Mercury. Well, and then I'm a. Aries sun, Aries ascendant, Mercury at my ascendance at 18 degrees, my Mercury is at 18 degrees on my soul line. And then I've got a Gemini moon conjunct Mars <laughs> at the same degree um, in my third house. So it's, there's a lot. And then my, there's a lot of Gemini happening. There's a lot of Gemini. Um, and, but your sun and moon are in sextile as well. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> depending on nice. the day. Good time. <laughs> Um, but astrology is so crazy. What are your top three? Uh, sun, Aries, Moon, Cancer, and uh, Rising Gem. Gemini. Oh, okay. See, this is why mm. I've noticed that most podcasters have huge Gemini placements. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do this and not have Gemini. Also, being a teacher, again, like the teaching thing. Or your, your Mercury is really like there's a big a lot of energy directed towards right. your your mercury for sure yeah you, no, I, uh, my, I, I loved astrology when I started learning about it I was like this explains so many things but I mm-hmm. understand why they took it away from us because it's <laughs> if you know the occult and all of the bad things that they've made it um some people but it, it, if you really start to follow it, right, it's just, it's that flow. It's that understanding of, you don't have to get into that frustration or like that why right. it starts to just, it's the allowing of, okay, well, everything's in phases. Everything's in cycles. It starts to really, yeah. it, it really helped me realize that, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of myself, the ebbs and flows of the universe, the, it just made everything make sense. It made yeah exactly. It just takes you to it. It calms you down actually. Yeah. Once you start understanding just the archetypes of the planets and you know just basic stuff like archetypal stuff when it comes to astrology, then you yeah you just you calm down. I'm actually right now live. I'm making um I'm putting together a Qigong and astrology course. So to look at her face let me know I want to take that I'm trying to I'm trying to bring in you know basic knowledge in astrology and also working with transits like the you know queen kong semi-sextile sextile trine all that stuff when when planets go through these natural cycles along the wheel and I've connected you know the qigong movements to to all of them okay, just to better true. manage the energy that's that's going on that's yeah. epic a hundred percent let us know when that actually comes yeah. out sends a message because i want to take it and we want to tell everybody about it because <laughs> everybody that needs me i'm like astrology blah, 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 and they're like uh-huh yeah and yeah it takes them usually about six months of knowing me 
to then realize why I relate everything in my life back to astrology because then they eventually start mm-hmm. doing that and then they're like explain to me what this is well, why do I I get so many text messages where I'm why am I feeling this way <laughs> so, so the, the course happening? is really the course is really really introduction to astrology yeah. like talking about the houses the archetypes of the planets and signs and stuff really fundamental stuff but the focus is really going to be on uh, uh transits yeah. and uh movement so yeah it's yeah. it's overwhelming me a little bit right now and it's taking more time than than i had wished for but you know it's a creative process but yes i will let you know <laughs> You've also got Mars in retrograde as an Aries, like trying to get things done. You're like, where is my in Gemini <laughs> in my first house? Oh, gee, yeah, in my first house. So, yeah. but I'm going with you know what I mean. When you understand that that's what's yeah. going on, then you kind of like you just go with the flow. That's even nothing's flowing, so you just allow it to happen. Yeah. Well, other things. <laughs> I love. I'm sitting here like listening to, and I love just in my mind visually thinking of like if I didn't know anything about astrology and I took this course and I got to go outside and I got to practice Qigong with this new understanding of the planets and what is the cosmically happening around me, but also in the energy of the earth and like being in that, like everything is energy, but now I even understand it on a deeper level because it does, you don't have to be super in depth with astrology to start to understand and like feel it. Right. And so it's just like, like you were saying earlier with Qigong, like opening up the energy lines and stuff. And if you're connected with the earth, you're able to connect all of that. So then you're just, it's just more synergy and like more alignment and more understanding of like everything. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. What a great idea. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Brilliant. What a great idea because it is like some transits are harder than other. I mean, like the Uranus transit in Taurus right now, like what? Like I I call Uranus fast moving fuckery because it's just like. Well, it's happening in your second house, second house. Yeah. And that's more my Venus is. And so it's been really fun for me in relationships and with my relationship to self and all of that. But it's, um, Sorry, we're start, We're talking astrology. We're way off. Oh, that's fine. It's, you know, everything is connected. It's okay. Oh, um, this is the Gemini life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tangent here, tangent here. Oh, this is fun. We're gonna be over here. Yeah. Um, it is Gemini life for sure. It is such a Gemini. And our life. our listeners, they understand because oh. we'll. We've had many podcasts where I don't even edit it out because we always bring it back or we open a new door. Okay. explaining two things and people are always like oh my god I didn't see your podcast going or that episode going that way but I just learned a whole bunch of new things right okay well, good good yeah. I'm in I'm in the soup <laughs> we're just in it um, in the bowl of the plate of spaghetti and the- I thought you were getting one thing but surprise <laughs> um but you know so much of movement and these things right when you're having rough transits you know Uranus is it's been rough for me, but just getting back into my body and that movement, right? Because Taurus is physical. So it's so nice to have physical movement because it grounds me. Yes. Because Uranus is air, right? So it's so flighty and all over the place that, you know, Uranus does not like being in Taurus. No, like this is a I, seven year shit show. <laughs> I it's a seven it. year shit show. And it went into transit when I you know, anyway, it was a huge trauma in my life when it went into your, when, when it went into Taurus, cause I actually have a T-square that hits my Venus in that house. So second to eighth house, it's really fun, but it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's just when you're having, I, I love the idea of transits because transits can be a bitch, excuse yeah. me, language, but they're temporary, right? Yeah. Everything is, right. everything's temporary. So it's, it's just, going with the flow of it and we're we're going through a collective and we're we're always individually going through our own things uh i mean thank god the saturn and uranus square is now finally separating (laughs) and you know pluto's changing saturn's change no saturn's not changing but pluto pluto changing next year or dipping into pluto's aquarius yeah yeah, for for a minute before it comes back. That's 
that's going to be fascinating to watch and to see. Um, yeah, that's going to be really something to see. March, March next year. Hang on to your knickers, people. <laughs> Yeah, my friend's hey, birthday. We can <laughs> We'll put it in the show notes. Holy as an online course, we can qigong through no, the I mean shit show. I was actually talking about this with one of my astrology friends. They're, they're like, people keep asking me, right? Because I've had so many astrology readings lately, and they're like, When does it get better? I'm like, it just get, it just, just hang on. <laughs> Just hang on. Yeah, I mean, it's getting better. Oh, Technically, it's getting better. But March next year is going to be, it's just one thing happen, happening after another. It's just one pivotal transit or change in sign happening after another. So March, if you can hide under a rock for the whole month of March, that's what I would recommend. Well, no, I'm just, no, don't do that. Pattern going into Pisces which is Saturday. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's all happening in March. It's all happening. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, because I mean, it's, I've had, I've had to just learn how to ground and yoga has been a huge part of this. I need more things in my toolbox. So I love that you're coming into our consciousness right before all of this. Cause um, you know, I just had a massive Pluto transit in my 10th house, which slammed into my North node and sent me into podcasting and we made this company and all this so it's been beautiful but it's been a rough death and then now it's like okay here we go oh, no we're not it's not done yet it's not done yet. so so have you guys had your Saturn returns yes, yes. so both of you God. she's oh yes that yeah, was no, we're, we're in our 30s but yeah. my Saturn return was during uh COVID I was in private aviation I was a private flight attendant living in DC uh, you know, had this whole life. And then I had, we had that, um, Gemini eclipse and then the Sagittarius eclipse, which is my third and ninth house. And then when, then it was like, who's my job? Like just devastation. Oh, wow. Both moved back to Colorado. She lost her job as well. You know, that Gemini eclipse was gnarly in 2020. And then, uh, we were just like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> And then the spiritual kind of just came in and was like, we had been yoga teachers. We knew we were healers. Um, and then it, the, the astrology it just, just kind of, I had Pluto sitting on my North node, just going back and forth over it. I'm so sorry. And I was like, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm having a death. I'm just dying. And so I also had a Uranus transit, like over my, you know, my, my, um, my soul line, right? Like my first 14 years of my life. And you start to look at like, then we had the transit of, um, you know, Uranus. And then I had the nodes in those. It, I mean, again, it's just been like a crazy life. And then we Sounds sit like it. here and I'm like, like oh, it. that's why, because it's been pushing me into what I'm doing right now. And that Pluto is takes no prisoners, but I love oh. it because it was, <laughs> Now I'm in alignment. I didn't, I didn't ever have purpose. I was like, oh, I'm an Aries. I'm just going to travel. I love all of this. Like, let's see the world with no purpose. And then man, that, that when Pluto hit my North node, it was like, oh yeah, you're going to either die or you're going to get on board with your sole purpose. And, um, it brought me back into teaching yoga. It brought me back into, taking class every day and getting back into that spiritual practice, getting back in unison in alignment, which I'm sure your story has a lot of that too, because man, when it's time for you to step in, it is time for you to step in. And we're seeing so much of that right now. And so mm -hmm. many people that we're talking to, and I'm sure you're seeing it. There's so much of a need for these kinds of practices. Um, and I feel it and all of our clients feel it and it's not a choice anymore. It's in either get into alignment, wake up or buy like the, the we're, we're seeing it and yeah. astrology. Yeah. It, it's real. It's real. It's happening. Yeah. And I love it. It's like, what, how many souls get to live through all of this? How it's an interesting time in in the earth you know the planet's history and and lifespan it's again it's a blip and we're here for such a fraction of it and and 
it, in some regards, it's it, it seems like it's irrelevant because at, at the end of the day, sometimes it is irrelevant, but or meaningless. But you know, while we're here, we might as well do something productive, right, or something helpful. So that's like I. I can see both takes and in, in like, well, you know what? It's all going, you know, shit's all going into you know, hell in a handbasket. Like I see that. Yeah. See that too. And it kind of disconnects you. But also I also hold the responsibility in um trying to move consciousness forward. Absolutely. So you know, as as long as we're doing this type of work, that's what that's what we're doing. That's all we can do is two things we're responsible for ourselves so our first responsibility is to heal ourselves and that will automatically bleed out into our environment and the world around us so start there start with healing your own traumas start with you know forgiving yourself start you know start with all of that and the rest will follow you know the the alignments towards you know what what your purpose is yes you can look at your chart 10th house sixth house you can look at all that uh, and that will can can also guide you, but ultimately, it's really what are you doing to 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 heal the broken pieces, you know, of of your own little soul? Like that's really that's our job. Yep. Well, and that's yeah. you know, it's so important to have practices like we talked about in this you know episode, and in, in searching for in the constant search for knowledge. You know, when you stop learning, you die. And mm -hmm. there's things out there that, you know, our audience, like if you have questions, you know, like <clears throat> find an astrologer, find someone that does human design, find, you know, find a Qigong teacher, find a Tai Chi teacher, ask, you know, seek knowledge, because if you don't take anything from this podcast, except for a open-minded of something new, we've done our job today. And you know, that's all I ask for people. If we can just open someone's mind, we don't want to change their mind, but we just want to open their minds, mm -hmm. fulfilling our soul contract every day. Well, and your mm -hmm. son's in the 12th house, right? You have 11th. 11th. Oh, okay. Cause you're, but your, your ascendant is in, oh, that's right. Gem. Yeah. 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 House, but that's still the, yeah. Yeah. Mass networking it's about yeah community building networks uh my 10th house is pisces so spiritual work and i have <laughs> I have mars in my 10th house in pisces yeah. hence the qigong yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a martial art yeah. but in tai chi martial art but it's a soft martial art so it's more of a spiritual practice for me so and I was doing that before I even started understanding astrology. So we're 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 moving through our blueprints and our birth charts, whether we like it or not. Right. And sometimes, you know, astrology meets you when it when it when you need to meet it. And then you discover like, oh, I I'm on the right path, or I'm, you know, let me let me see, let me see if I go here because it's written. Let me see what happens right. and and explore, you know, other parts of yourself that you might not have been aware of. But I've once I saw that my Mars in, in Pisces in my 10th house, I was like, oh, OK, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Alignment. My soul was drawn to it. Well, and you'll yeah. So even without knowing astrology, I think you're if you're open, if you're an open spirit and coming back to what you were saying, opening up your mind and your spirit to, you know, something, you know, bigger than yourself, being of service to others, healing yourself, then we're, you're on the right path. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, well, Rubia, if our <laughs> if you could give our guests and our audience one thing to take away, what would it be? <laughs> I think what I what I was just trying to share just now is, uh, you know, your responsibility is, is to heal yourself, no matter what, no matter what's happened to you. And people have gone through a lot of gnarly stuff. And there's some, there's some heavy trauma that people are carrying. And you're not alone. You're never alone. Uh, and, you know, give yourself the gift of unburdening yourself. I love that. I love that. And Rubia, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to learn more about your Qigong class that you're going to 
to be announced um, with astrology, but just your overall Tai Chi courses and everything that you have, how do they get a hold of you? So I have, uh, I have some online courses um, on the interweb and you, <laughs> you can go to Tai Chi Wellness dot online t-a-i-c-h-i-w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s dot online and there's a few courses up there and uh, everything's on a sliding scale so whatever is affordable to you and if that doesn't work then certainly reach out to me there's a contact page uh, I'm just here to move the work forward and also there's and we'll leave this in the show notes there's a free little uh, course there for it's called uh, short qigong for, gra for for grounding qigong for grounding sequence and uh, has some tapping exercises which is really really nice and i think there's like four or five qigong movements specifically for grounding and that's completely free with the uh, code free qi f r e e q i and you can get all of that for, for free. So awesome. yeah, I will leave that in, in the show notes for everybody. Yes. And do you have an Instagram or any social media? So I've, I've stopped Instagram just for my mental health. Honestly, it was, it was too much. It was just way too much. So I don't have it anymore, but there's a presence there. So if you, if you do want to see images, it's, that's all it is. Uh, you can go to uh, the handle is at Wei Wu Tai Chi, W-E-I-W-U-T-A-I-C-H-I. And it's an old handle, so I couldn't. Yeah, it's hard to revert back to something else when something's already taken off. So you can go there. And again, there's it's just pictures. But if you want to get into the nitty gritty of the courses, go to Tai Chi Wellness dot online. Awesome. And everything will be in the show notes. So um, you can just click out of the show notes and it'll take you right to it for anybody that was driving or out and about and didn't have um, a quick pen and paper to jot that down. But Rubia, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for giving thank us knowledge because thank you. we did not have any idea of any of this going into this. And we have definitely, you have definitely opened our minds um, to these practices and we thank you so much for your time and energy and thank you this was a lot of fun you ladies are are, are a trip i enjoy <laughs> and i love to i love that we could talk astrology so that's that's always a a, a bonus <laughs> and when you can tie something in that you're passionate about like two things you're passionate about it's just like it i could see it just lights your soul on fire mm -hmm. like you are just so passionate about it and like yeah, I, it is, I love having people on our show that are just like so lit up about what they're doing in this world yeah. It's great when you find your passion, and you're helping other people. Like it's just, it's amazing. Also, thank you for your soul's work because we need souls like you here right now in the fight. So thank you for <laughs> war light warriors. Yeah, light warriors <laughs> for real. It's a what a time yeah. to be alive. We're what a time to be alive. <laughs> And make sure that you follow us at synchronicity underscore sisters on Instagram, along with synchronicity222 on Instagram. That's our business page. It's a little more professional. And then, of course, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and or we are on all major platforms. And then, of course, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and review the show for that. Other people that are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to. We hope you have a great day and we will talk to you guys all soon.